What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I still have a little bit of the sniffles. I am not going to lie. I probably could be taking more vitamins than I am, but I don't know. I feel like the last few times or ever since, honestly, ever since I had COVID my senior year of college, I have not bounced back as quick as I used to from illness, illnesses, if you will. So I'm still lingering with the sniffles. We're not like congested or anything. We're just a little sniffly, but it's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm just going to sound a little bit nasally and that's just how we're going to have to rock and roll for another week. I have a little, a new kind of new setup on YouTube. Um, unfortunately you guys can still see some of my mirror, which I'm like about, I suppose I could just edit that out. Um, but I wanted to move my desk out of the way so you guys could like see more of my outfits and my body and sitting. Well, that sounded weird. Well, you know, my outfits and just make it more cash. You know what I mean? Anyway, this was quite the week. There's a lot to talk about. I got a lot of requests from you guys like, oh, I want you to bring up this. I want you to bring up that. But I have to, I have to just say it. I have to just start off with it. There was 400 pounds of pasta that showed up in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Yeah. So I don't disclose where I live uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, let's just say that Old Bridge, New Jersey is very close to where I live. Uh, my mom actually grew up in Old Bridge, and Old Bridge is kind of known for having all the little Staten Island folks, all the Staten Island guidos come over, cross the state line, settle down in the suburbs of Old Bridge, New Jersey. And listen, my family's no, no different. My grandma and grandpa picked themselves up from Brooklyn, New York, and plopped themselves down in Old Bridge, New Jersey. So I saw this headline. Let me see if I could pull it up, actually, because my cousin had sent it to me over direct message. And I was like, there's no, there's no way. All right, let's see here. Oh, yes. 500 pounds of pasta mysteriously dumped in New Jersey woods. In bizarre incident in New Jersey, approximately 500 pounds of pasta was mysteriously dumped in the woods. The pasta was found scattered across a trail, prompting confusion and speculation about the motive behind this unusual act. So if you're watching on YouTube, I put a picture up so you guys could actually get a visual of what the heck I'm talking about. I'll probably put it on Instagram too. But I looked at it and said to my cousin, there's no way. There's no way. Like, this is probably a meme account. Like, this is somebody just making fun of New Jersey Italians and, you know, Jersey Shore, all that. But, oh, I was wrong. Oh, I was so wrong. And I brought it up this weekend. I was, uh, I had actually talked to my dad about it the night before, and he told me the whole lowdown of, of what actually happened. So I'll get into that. But I brought it up to my cousin's boyfriend so we were sitting, waiting for her graduation, just, just talking, small chat. And, and I know that his dad works in the school district in Old Bridge. So I was like, hey, what you think about this pasta that just showed up? And he goes, please, you don't understand how heavily involved I was in that. And I said, wait, wait what? What do you mean? And he was like, I, the, the town was getting a lot of publicity because everyone wanted to know what the heck the deal was. Um, and that meant the schools were getting the publicity. So his dad had to step in and say things and 
was kind of part of the investigation. And somehow this kid gets roped in and was just very up to date with all the details and whatnot. And I was, I, I don't know. I just looked at him and was like, of course you were. Of course. No, of course. But so this is what happened. This is why, this is why 500, 400, whatever it was. Some places say four, some say five. I bet you it was in the middle. This is what happened. Some guy, this is, well, I should say, this is all we know. Some guy was cleaning out his parents' house. I guess his parents passed away or something. And apparently his mom used to be one of those, uh, not a hoarder, but you know, if she saw things that were on sale, sale, it's like save for a rainy day, save just in case. I don't know. I mean, people went crazy during the pandemic. We didn't know what was going to happen. So she had a lot of non-perishable food saved up and that included 500 pounds of pasta. So in t- instead of taking this to the dump, to a food pantry. I said, you know what? Maybe it was expired. Maybe he couldn't take it to a food pantry. Fine. Instead of taking it to a dump or literally anywhere else, he brought it to a nearby river in the town. The dry pasta just, just dumped, just dumped there. The problem is it rained for three days straight that entire weekend. And I don't need to explain to you what happens when pasta sits in water, when dry pasta sits in water. So everyone comes back out after staying inside from it being rainy for a few days, and there is 500 pounds of pasta just just on the ground in New Jersey. And I just laughed at it, and some of you like probably won't get it because you're not like from this area, but I'm like, it doesn't, it just doesn't. It just doesn't get any more New Jersey than that. So that was my funny story. I was like, I have to talk. I can't talk about 500 pounds of pot. I can't not talk about. That's what I meant to say. I can't just not talk about 500 pounds of pasta showing up in the middle, middle of not only my state, but like where I live in the state. So that was that. That was definitely the most wild story. But of course, in, in, in what I would call interesting news is the Jonas Brothers. Their album came out this week. And if you thought I wasn't going to talk about it, then you don't know me at all. And I got to say, I'm going to give my quick thoughts. I'm not going to go song by song because I know that the Jonas Brothers are very 50-50. You love them or you you don't care at all if they live another day, which is rude, by the way. Um... I think that Happiness Begins is probably still my favorite album. I don't know. I just really liked that one, which was their uh, previous album before this one. But the album, it's called The Album. Just saying. I got to say, I liked it. I think that this was Joe's best song vocally or best album vocally. I think that Happiness Begins had a little bit better songwriting this is more like everything's catchy. It's short. It's to the point. You can listen to it. Like I took a mile walk on the beach the other day and I listened to the entire thing. It's not a long album at all, which is kind of sad. Definitely more catchy than deep, hard hitting stuff. If you know what I mean, but overall the whole album has good vibes. The way that they kicked it off, I don't know, just Nick with the range and he just, Ooh, I can't, I can't even mimic it. I'm not going to try because it's not going to, it's not going to do it justice. 
But I, I did read something. I forget what artist said it, but he was like, I am so glad that there are some people that still listen to albums from beginning to end. Like you don't just put it on shuffle because that's how the artist intended for it to be listened to. You know, there's so much thought, especially before there were CDs and CD players, you know, when there was records and you didn't get this. I mean, I guess you could drop the needle and kind of that way, but typically you didn't really skip around. It was just, it is what it is. The way that they put, like the way that they place tracks or songs tells a story. It's there for a purpose. So I listened to the whole thing beginning to end. Huge fan, huge fan. Loved the way that the, the actual album kicked off. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to, don't want to bore you guys with my Jonas Brothers talk. However, how ever I, I don't know. You know what? I, I, I went into this week kind of pissed or not into this week, like going into this episode more. I was like, I'm fired up. I'm ready to say some choice words. And then things kind of got resolved. So I'll just get into it. So you guys don't have to guess what I'm talking about. I was super, super, super excited to see Morgan Wall on this Friday. So excited. I've been dying to see him. I've been listening. I went home from California this week and spent like literally four hours listening to his album just to be like, I got to know this. I got to know what inside it out. I want to lose my voice. I want to sing every single word. I'm going to have the best time ever. I'm texting my friends. I text my friend Amy that I'm going to the concert with and I go, Amy, I am so excited to drink so many beers at Morgan Wallen. Text my brother, the same thing. Put it on my Snapchat story. I'm just so excited. Amy texts me back the next day, Tuesday. And she goes, dude, go on Instagram. And I go, "Mm, the way you said that makes me not want to go on Instagram because I don't think I'm going to find anything I, I love. But naturally, I go on Instagram. First thing is, first thing that comes up, video from Morgan Wallen. He injured his vocal cords and is postponing six weeks of his tour. And I can't even be mad. Listen, it's like you can't tell an athlete, oh, you fractured your leg. Well, I paid to see you. Like, let's go get in there. Same thing. I want to see Morgan Wallen in its prime. It's just what really irked me is like a few days went by. Like it was like Thursday. I texted my friend, my other friend that was going to a different show. I was like, hey. Did you by chance get an email from Ticketmaster, like anything, saying that the tour was postponed? And she's like, nope. And I said, you know what? Me either. You know, they think that because, especially because, like, I had a show next weekend, you know? I'm sure people had a show this weekend. You would think that they would email you and be like, hey, guys, like, Morgan Wallen released a statement. He's injured his vocal cords. He is postponing six weeks of the tour. We will let you know when we have tour dates. No, because that would require somebody over at Ticketmaster to do their goddamn job, to do any job. So I was like, this is it. I was enraged. I'm like, this is it. This is my last straw with Ticketmaster. They don't even have the decency to let me know that my show next week is canceled. (sighs) Long story short, Morgan Wallen ended up postponing his stuff a whole calendar year. It's a little tricky because he's playing stadiums. Like, I'm going to see him at MetLife. 
that's where the Giants and the Jets play. You know, once September comes, he can't just be rolling in there. You know what I mean? Like, that stadium is in use. So I do have to wait an entire calendar year, but you know what? It, it's it's paid off by the credit card. It's something for me to keep looking forward to. It's not like he – it's not like when I – my senior year in high school, I went to go see Drake, and I paid, like, a decent amount of money for a high schooler to pay for Drake. And, like, a month before, he's like, oh, sprained my ankle, canceling my tour. And I was like, sir – I don't know about that one. I think that might be a loophole. I think that was one of those, like a Frank Ocean at Coachella thing where it's like his contract only said he could get out of it if he's injured. I was like, Drake, no disrespect to your injury, but I pay to hear you rat. You could do it sitting down. Like you don't need your ankle to do the job. This I understand. You need your vocal, your vocal cords for the whole show. What are you going to do without that? That was a whole sidebar. Uh, but Ticketmaster did send out an email afterwards being like, oh, these are the new dates, blah, blah, blah. Literally like Friday night, which I'm sure some people had a show on Friday night. But so somebody at Ticketmaster, like, it would be so nice if somebody did their job. You know what I mean? Just somebody did their job. But yeah, that was disappointing. I was kind of sad about that. I don't know. I mean, listen, I got something to look forward to. I'll build a bridge. And go over and get over it, but it just doesn't hit the same. Listening to that album now. It has grown on me though. I remember when I first when it first came out, I popped on here and I was like, man, it was all right. Now that I listen to it more and like I kind of came down from the hype, great album. Love it. Last thing in my little intro that I want to go over is I I so I put up a question box and was like, guys, what do you want me to talk about on my podcast, what are topics you want to hear about? Um, and I was actually really surprised that everything that came up was not gym related. Like, I'm so glad that you guys love to hear about what I'm watching on TV, what music I'm listening to. Cause I feel like it's so, it's like so fun, you know, it's like, yes, I'm into health and fitness and stuff, but I have a whole other personality and I'm sure you do too. So I love like you guys getting to see that other side of me and then I'll, and then I'll teach you a little something, but one of my friends loves Succession, like loves Succession. And he goes, well, I want to hear your thoughts on how you think Succession's going to end. And I said, oh my God, I have had this locked and loaded since episode one of this season. I'm still, um, well, now it'll be, because this will come out tomorrow. It's, I'm currently recording this on Sunday. It'll, I'll be two episodes behind, so I, will, I have to watch last week's. And then this week's because I was, I, I got set behind on my birthday. I was too hungover to watch Succession, but I watched that episode. So I'm a little bit behind. My point is if I say something that is, has already happened, it's because I don't know it's happened. Um, but this is not a spoiler, no spoilers. This is strictly just my prediction. Unless you haven't watched any of the season yet, then skip forward. I tweeted this. And I think I might have said it on the podcast before. I will put money, like dollar bills, on the fact that Greg ends up in charge of ATM. I just, I don't know. I feel like he is such like, 
I don't know. Part of it, I heard chicks in the office talking, and I had thought this before they said anything about this, and they're like, oh, Nicholas Braun's name is also the first one in the credits. And I'm like, yeah, but it's alphabetical order, so I don't really think it's more of that. I think it's just like it doesn't make sense in my head for them to write it as like Roman. Because listen, if Roman, Shiv, or Kendall end up getting it all, like actually like, you know, getting it all, the show doesn't end there. You know what I mean? Like there's still going to be so much turmoil that it's like, okay, we could keep making seasons out of this. Kind of like what's going on right now where they're like, oh, like to Shiv, like, oh, well just like, just for now, we're going to be in charge. Like just for now. It's just like part of a scheme. And Shiv's pissed off and there's all this back and forth and, and, jealousy I guess yeah I would say like there's all this underlying jealousy and stuff if one of those three kids ends up getting like what they want out of this I don't for like I just don't see that happening because I think that they could write more seasons out of that I think that Greg has not only developed as a person he came in the guy who threw up in a mascot suit and he grew Listen, he grew a set of balls. He grew a set of balls. And just the way that everyone's always like, Greg, get out. Like, shut up, Greg. Like, Greg, what are you doing in this room? Greg, go run this errand. Like, Greg, okay. Like, you know, fuck off, as they would say. Fuck off, Greg. I think that that, I I just can't see it not being him. I feel like that'd be the perfect ending where Tom would be like, okay. Well, it's not me, but it's it's the next thing to being me. All three kids would be outraged and Greg would just be like, here I am, baby. I, I'm also convinced this because I want it. Like I want to see Greg's moment in the sun. I want to see him win it all. Do I think he would be great? No, (laughs) no, but that's not my problem. You know what I mean? I don't know if any of them would really be fantastic. I mean, Shiv, Shiv is probably the smartest, but she's a bitch. I don't know. So that's my biggest. I don't see Tom taking over either. I don't. And I really don't see like their potential partnerships coming through. That's the only like set in stone prediction that I have. Um, I've been going back and forth to shit. Do I think Shiv keeps the baby? Do I think she doesn't keep the baby? And I think think yes, because I'm pretty sure they said, like when we found out, they said you have to come in for your 20-week scan. And I could be wrong. No, I'm definitely not wrong. No, I don't think you can get an abortion 20 weeks in. That's like, no, did they say 20 weeks? Because 20 weeks, she'd really be showing. I don't know. Now I'm confused. But I think that Shiv keeps the baby. I don't think her and Tom and like, I I think they end up getting a divorce because it's just so disgusting and and toxic and whatever. But those are my thoughts on succession. Those are the only thoughts I have. I think we'll see Connor maybe once for the rest of the show and he will just go away and do his own thing. So yeah, my money's on Greg. My money is 100% on Greg. 
Uh, but we have a we have a good episode in store. So you guys know that I like to do guests every other week. Unfortunately, my guest had to cancel this week, and then I had a, a backup guest um, that I was going to save for following weeks, and she canceled as well. So it's just me. You're just stuck with me. But I'm going to be going over a really interesting topic, honestly. So I don't want to give anything away. I normally give things away. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. We're going to move on with the podcast and just get right into things. Let's get into some highlights for the week. I am always striving to remind you guys like health and fitness and exercise doesn't just mean resistance training. It's my favorite form. It's definitely so beneficial to you, but there's so many other ways to move your body. So my health and fitness related highlight this week was the fact that I took a mile walk on the beach. That's it. Plain and simple. I went to the beach because I, I have like summer Fridays at, on work. So I parked myself down. I read for a little bit, you know, ate some lunch. And then I was like, you know what? I'm by myself. I'm going to plug in my AirPods and I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk for a mile. You know, nothing too. I did a little bit over, I think, but I was like, nothing too crazy. I just, I went right down to the water. Water was freezing, by the way, but it kind of felt nice. Um, and I just walked about a half a mile down and a half a mile back, had my AirPods in, listened to the entire Jonas Brothers new album, and then some, and got a little, got a little exercise in. So when I went to the gym later, I skipped the treadmill because I was like, I already got my walk-in. I already got my walk-in. I was, I had the most gorgeous view just looking out. The ocean is so calm right now. The Atlantic, it was just perfect. You know, so that little tiny thing, that's my health and fitness related highlight for the week. My non-health and fitness related highlight, I think, is the fact that I got to spend the day with most of my family, not all, at my cousin's graduation. My cousin graduated from Westchester. She's basically like my sister, though. She's been on the YouTube and and all that. You guys have seen her before. Uh, But me, my mom, my aunt, and my uncle went down to Westchester to see her graduate. It was a nice ceremony. We went out to dinner, had a few drinks, and it was just really nice time. Not like like I said, not everybody was there. Not my whole family was there, but it was a nice time. Nice time with my mom, nice time with my aunt and my uncle. Got to see my cousin, my cousin's boyfriend. um, And it's my cousin's birthday today, the day that I'm recording. So it was just nice to see her for all that. But that's it. Those are my quick little highlights. I have nothing more to really elaborate on those nice, quick and simple. So as always, I encourage you guys to think of something. And if you have 10 seconds worth of conversation about it, that's fine. You don't really need much of an explanation. Something as simple as a walk on a beach could make your week. You know what I mean? So I was going to talk about something completely different this week, but I'll save it for another week. My guests canceled, and I was like, you know, that was a bit of a I, – I tend to choose the shorter topics when my guests are on, so the episode's not forever. Um, so I wanted to switch to something we could talk a little bit more about. And I was like, you know what? I have been receiving these daily – or, or we, like week daily, really, newsletters, um, health and fitness base. I just signed up for Arnold's newsletters. Like it was the easiest thing. And they're so filled with – these little health facts that I never knew. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I share five little health facts 
that I bet none of you have really researched or, or known about. Maybe you have. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Some of them are things where it's like, okay, I knew that that was an idea and that was like a theory, but I didn't know that there was research done on them. So they're not necessarily weightlifting based. They're just overall health facts. And I thought it was a good idea too, to kind of bring in this encompassing theme that again, health is not just exercise and how you look. There's so much more that goes into it. So here's the first one. Smiling boosts happiness, reduces stress, and makes you healthier. Like actually, not just a mental thing. Um, I have, I took pictures, so like with all my notes on them, but here's, here's what it reads. Smiling sends a signal to your brain to release chemicals, neuropeptides, that help you fight back against stress. It triggers feel-good hormones like dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins, which can act as an antidepressant and anti-anxiety support. So basically, when we smile, we're releasing endorphins. We're releasing dopamine. The muscle movement triggers those chemicals to be released. Very similar to the way when we weightlift and when we exercise, endorphins are released. And, and, and that's why we feel better, less stressed after we exercise. And it helps fight back against or, or sends a signal. Yeah. So it, sorry, I'm just reading this and I almost said the wrong thing. It sends a signal to our brain when we smile, Hey, release all this good stuff. So I don't know. I guess the big, the big message there is even if you're sitting alone, you know, maybe start your day off just a nice little grin. Um, and don't be such a sourpuss because you're actually doing yourself harm by that. Isn't that, isn't that such a nice, a nice little fact? I feel like I'm always smiling. So I'm always just giggling and goofy. So if you're having a bad day, smile, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to smiling can be a little tiny form of medicine. Listen, I'm, I don't think they're saying, Oh, if you are depressed or have severe anxiety, just smile and it'll be okay. But it, it's another method to help. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's another habit, good habit to enforce. Okay. Second fun fact here. This one, I did not know it all, but I had to read the whole explanation and it kind of came full circle. Despite its reputation, research suggests that blue light is a necessity and not harmful to us. So the whole thing is you don't really want to take in too much blue light before you go to bed, you know, it keeps you up. I have a blue light phone or screen protector on my phone for that reason, because I'm always on my phone before bed and that'll keep you up. You know what I mean? But actually, and I'm going to read right off of here. Best source of blue light is the sun, which influences your circadian rhythm, circadian rhythm. Wow. That was bad list. Okay. And determines your sleep wake cycle. If you disrupt your circadian rhythm, it can make you tired during the day, reduce your energy, and make it difficult to fall asleep at night. Wearing blue light blocking lenses throughout the day can have a negative impact on your circadian rhythm because your body doesn't know when to produce melatonin. So basically, what I'm getting from this is by taking in the blue light, our body's like, we're up, we're alert, 
we're moving, we're going. And then when you take away that blue light, because as it says there, like blue light is found in the sun. When the sun goes down and that blue light disappears, your body's like, okay, the day's done. It's time to produce melatonin, time to get ready for bed. Let's get some shut eye. So blocking it out all day, your body's confused. Because it's not like, okay, blue light's gone. Let's go to bed. It's like, wait, we never get blue light, so we never really know. Should we always be tired? Should we not be tired? Very interesting, because I didn't know what blue light actually did to us besides strain our eyeballs. And that's what it it ended up saying or ending off with was like, blue light can be strenuous on the eyeballs, and it'll cause headaches and migraines, and that's what I struggle with. So that's where, why I do wear blue light glasses when I'm working and um, my regular glasses are blue light because I wear them when I work from home. But I'm learning now that I actually need some of that because especially since the blue light blocker is on my phone. So I don't know, maybe going forward I'll do like the, the, the afternoon without my blue light glasses on or something or I'll put them on for an hour and I'll take them off for an hour or something. That is a very interesting fact. So just to recap on, on the whole thing once more, blue light influences our circadian rhythm, which determines our sleep-wake cycle. When we take away blue light, it throws off our circadian rhythm and that messes up our sleep cycle. How interesting is that? So it actually says here, researchers suggest the 20-20-20 rule. So you'll spend 20 minutes on the computer, iPad, phone, whatever, with the blue light glasses on, 20 minutes with it off, and then 20 minutes away from your screen, which is easier said than done. So I'm going to go with the 2020 <laughs> rule and just switch back and forth or maybe a half hour, half hour instead of my hour rule. So ignore me on that 2020-20 rule. That's, that's what the professionals say, not me. All right. The next fun fact is that according to research – and by research, I mean research from over 68,000 people. Those who slept less than five hours per night weighed an average of five pounds more than those who slept more than seven hours per night. So there is some sort of correlation between sleep and weight loss or just your weight in general. And I preach to people all the time, you know, it's super important to get your rest because you want your muscles to recover and you need your brain to recover. Our bodies are meant to function rest or meant to rest and reset in order to function at its best ability. So you're playing yourself by only getting those five hours a night. I'm going to say I get more of like seven and a half hours. I do. It's, I try and get eight. Like I'll be like, okay, lights off at 10. I'm getting up at six. But of course I'm up in the middle of the night. If I have to go to the bathroom, you know, sometimes I fall out of that deep sleep or whatever, you know, and I'm in like a lighter sleep, but I try to get as close to eight. So like it said again, let me see. Oh, there, that wasn't the only difference. Participants were tracked over a 16 year period. Wow. That's a long time. And the researchers found that people sleeping five hours a night or less were 32% more likely to experience major weight gain and were 15% more likely to become obese. So there really is a connection with sleep and weight loss. So if you think you're trying everything, are you resting and recovering your body? 
that is that is so interesting. And then the next one, leading into number four, also has to do with with sleep. Researchers found that just one week of sleep reduction can cause you to lose a significant amount of muscle. So not only is it going to mess up your whole body fat thing going on, you're also going to lose muscle because your body is not fully recovering. When we lift weights, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When we lift weights, we are tearing at our muscles, teeny, 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 tiny little tears, nothing crazy, nothing scary, but we need to rest and recover. Also, if you're fatigued, you're not going to, if I'm, if, if I sleep for five hours on Tuesday and I roll into Wednesday fatigued, I'm not going to lift nearly as well as I would have, if I got eight hours of sleep, I've just, I'm not functioning to my best ability. I'm not as energized. I'm not as recovered. I'm not, you know what I mean? So it kind of rolls into everything. And it's so stupid. Like people tell you all the time, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep. And it is hard. As an adult, I will say there's a lot going on. I mean, I, I come home from the gym after work and it's like I got to log on and I do my personal training stuff and my social media stuff and my modeling stuff. And then the next thing I know, it's like, oh, I got to go to bed. But you're really playing yourself if you don't get that sleep in. So, oh my gosh, I'm sorry if you hear that. My neighbor got a huge car outside and they love the big engines. So that's what's going on right now. Okay, but anyway, back to that fourth point, um, that sleep reduction can cause you to lose a significant amount of muscle. Let's see what it says. In the study, all participants were following a fat loss diet, but one group also restricted their sleep by one hour per night during the week. Everyone lost a similar amount of weight, but those in the sleep reduction group held on to more fat and lost mostly muscle. So all these guys were in a, in a weight loss program. They were eating exercising in the way that they should be to lose sleep or to lose weight. But the ones who didn't sleep as much lost more muscle than fat because you can lose weight and the scale can go up and down, but it's, it's, you don't, it it doesn't mean, oh, it's only going down in fat and it's only going up in muscle. It could be either or. So that's very interesting that those following the same exact program that slept less lost more muscle than fat, but still lost. Overall, that is very, very interesting. Let's see what else it says. The study participants were allowed to catch up on sleep as much as they wanted on the weekends, but still went from losing mostly fat to primarily losing lean mass. So how if I haven't scared you into sleeping eight hours after this podcast, then I don't know if anything ever will. Okay, ready for tip number five? This one I thought uh, was probably the most interesting. This was one... I mean, we could put together, you know, obviously if you get the right amount of sleep in, good things are going to happen. And if you don't get the right amount of sleep in, bad things are going to happen. This is not a surprise to anyone. This one I thought was pretty cool. All right, let me pull it up. So I'm not just, I don't want to, I don't want to say things that are like half correct. I want to be completely accurate. Okay. Research suggests that 15 minutes of chewing gum can help make you more alert and improve concentration and attention and even improve productivity. So basically, if you're anti-caffeine, like me, because I don't handle caffeine well, chew a piece of gum and it'll help you stay more alert. Why? Because chewing gum increases blood flow by pumping the muscles of the jaw, which brings more blood to your head. And then since the blood's, you know, circulating in your head, it arouses your brain 
more. It wakes up your brain. Isn't that so interesting? Because you're chewing, like, I don't know what that noise was. I'm so sorry. The blood flow is increasing in your head, which is telling your brain, hi, like we're so close to here. The blood's going right underneath us. What's going on? Let's wake up and pay attention. So that's really cool. I mean, I guess it could work with anything. It doesn't say anything specifically about um, like that, like mint or anything to do with like flavor or something. So I guess if you're chewing whatever you want to be chewing, it'll work. But they say that chewing gum for 15 minutes a day will help wake you up. It'll, it'll give you a little energy boost. I feel like this should go unsaid, but I obviously when I chew gum, I don't, I don't go for the hubba bubba, the juicy fruit and all that, which I kind of hope you don't either, but make, make smart gum choices. And that is how I will close off this segment. Make smart gum choices, please. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Hopefully I am back next week with a guest, but we will see. Also, if you have any suggestions of people you want to see on the podcast, throw them my way because I'm always trying to make this as interesting as I can for you guys. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. And then also follow me on YouTube where I post the podcast's basically every week. Sometimes I don't do the filming, but I want to see more. Enga- I want to see more engagement. You know what I mean? Um, but follow me on YouTube as well at Lifts with Liz. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you weren't planning on seeing Morgan Wallen this week like I was because it's not happening. <sighs> wow. What a bummer way to end out. I'll, I'll retract. Let's rewind. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you guys next Monday.